Hello and welcome to the Give Yourself the Chat podcast. My name is Peter Lewis and this is the show dedicated to unlocking human potential and living a life of high performance. So welcome to uh, Give Yourself the Chat podcast, uh, another episode and I've got a real dear dear friend of mine, Dave O'Brien, who we go back a, a, a long, long way, Dave. I think I've I'm just trying to kind of count up. It's almost 30 years, I think, that you and I yeah, met at Santos. Yeah. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Pete. Yeah, and thanks, for, um, thanks for inviting me onto this uh, podcast. Yeah, really well, you're, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, as I explained to you, we, we do make this up as we go along. We have a bit of structure, but it's, we've got quite, a, quite an interesting sort of mix of conversations today. Um, We've got our shared experience around Sandhurst, and you and I went yeah. through there in, in 1992, my God. Um, as young whippersnappers, uh, we had shared experience on the All Arms Commando course down with the Royal Marines in Limpston. But latterly, you've, you've kind of hit a bit of a, an entrepreneurial streak and a startup and also your love of ultra running. So there's probably far too much we can fit into um, half an hour or so. But you're down in the southwest. Yeah. How, how's things at the moment? Because we're still coronavirus. It's still pandemic. How, how are things? Yeah, as, yeah. Um, it, it, it's um, it's hitting a lot of people very hard, isn't it? But I'm pleased to say that for me and the family, we've been really lucky. So we, we haven't uh, we haven't had any of the, the symptoms or anything. So health wise, we've been great. Um, we have known people in the town who, who've had it, and I know some, some of those families a bit hit hard. And financially, for me, I've been able to continue work. So on the grand scheme of things, compared to a lot of people, we've been really fine, and you know, very grateful for that. Um, but it hasn't affected us too badly so it, it's, it's really been more of an inconvenience than anything else being able to you know just have to structure your day slightly different yeah. I've got three kids I think the kids have been you know coping pretty well but they've, they've been you know <laughs> dying to get out and play with their friends but they've had to change you know back you know, in the back garden all that sort of stuff yeah it's, a bit of, you know, nice family walks once a day it's, it's an interesting one isn't it i mean you and i we, we kind of bid sort of lifelong exercises and what have you and and nine times out of ten you and i would perhaps go for a run and not see anyone it's now i'm i'm having to almost you know kind of say excuse me every 10 meters because the amount of people they're out walking or whatever which i think is a great thing it, it'd be interesting to see if that kind of habit sticks and lasts because i do think this is an opportunity for us as a society getting fitter and healthier and getting out more uh, my fear is, though, that it, it won't last. What, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I think, as you pointed out, I think there's, there's some real benefits. It's, it, it's slowed everything down. You know, families, I think families are spending more time together. The, it's a lot of quality time for the kids having their parents' attention, potentially. You know, no commuting for a lot of people, um, myself included. So I've had more time in the day to do stuff. You get at you know you explore your local area a lot more. So I've you know we we both run a lot. I, I've been out exploring trails that I can do from home that I haven't even touched before because I've always gone for more you know scenic or more testing sort of hills and stuff yeah. away. But um, I found you know lots of great trails that I'll probably continue to use afterwards that I wouldn't have done. I just never would probably would have looked at there. You know those sort of parts of the, of the local uh, town. You know so you know real benefits. And I, and I think even those quality walks that you get with the family, um, you know, just spending time together is is being you know really helpful. It, it's it's incredible, and and I think I mean you and I were chatting before we started recording that it's also an opportunity to what do you allow back into your life? Because I think 
this particular situation, we've, we've had to strip things back in terms of activity, perhaps financially, we've been thinking about what we might spend our money on or not. And, and then I think there's a wonderful opportunity, but actually, do I want to let commuting into London back into my life? Do I, do I want to do as many face-to-face -face meetings? Do we actually need to? So I think it is an opportunity, but to your point, I think we have to remind ourselves how grateful we are we have our health and we don't we, we can think about those opportunities rather than sort of yeah. being being sort of up against it um so you're, you're you're keeping yourself busy you have a day job but you also have i mentioned this sort of startup and, and we'll get into the whole endurance running piece in a moment but tell us about how what's the startup idea for those people that have never met you what what's what's going on there because I, I think it's yeah. fascinating what you're doing yeah uh, okay it's um so as you mentioned, I, I do um, endurance um, events. So uh, things like ultra running, so arduous mountain runs over a hundred miles sort of plus. Um, and going through that experience and competing in these events has, has, has brought me to this sort of phenomena that you get, which you, you'll, you'll understand it doing Ironmans, that you get to a point in these races where you find it really difficult to eat. So you're in this, conundrum where you you need calories and you need to get the calories in to keep going to fuel your fuel your body um but you feel nauseous for a number of reasons and you just can't eat very well and and it's it was that problem um that i was sort of thinking about that that made me um start work on this product that i'm trying to bring to uh, to the market so in summary for people who uh, have competed in, in these type of events, you, there's, there's lots of things on the market like energy gels and carbohydrate drinks that people fuel themselves with. And also natural food at different feeding stations that you might have. But um, th this really is, is a replacement for energy gels, an alternative to energy gels, and bars and things like that, which are, the market's flooded with. Yeah, It's a natural, um, it's basically fruit, nuts, seeds, vegetables not nuts sorry they'll, they'll come later but seeds at the moment yes, yeah. and, uh, to give like a puree type uh, product which you can an organic so it's as natural as it can be um which you can use on the on the you know on the move and and, and it's actually quite quite um, quite nice on the stomach as well so it's not you don't get all that refined sugar hitting you all the time and peaks and troughs of, mm. of energy spikes you know so so that yeah that's that's in essence what i'm working on and um and I've been sort of working on this for about two and a half. Well, the idea came about two and a half years ago, and I've been sort of working at it for the last couple of years. Yeah. And so this, you know, it's it's more than than a side hustle for you. It's, it, um, but it, it it is something which I think. I mean, you and I have explored this. You, you, you you've got this you've identified this this opportunity. You know, you're going up against some well-established brands and things like this. But it's. Mm. But you've also got a day job and, and everything else like this. So it's, I mean, you've for the last two and a half years, you've put your heart and soul into it, and you're, you're starting to get some traction, which is great. And 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 you know, if if we can help through this podcast, get the word out there. But yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. No, be absolutely. Because I think what you're doing. Because I think for those listeners that aren't necessarily into, I mean, crikey, you said you very casually, Dave said, you know, races are over a hundred miles, and. Mm. You know, there may be people listening to this that think, well, crikey, I haven't done, I you know, can't even do my 5K park run. That's a, that's a big enough goal for me at the moment. And of course it is. It's all relative. But I think the thing to understand about endurance running is 
up until a certain distance, you can get away with your nutrition, can't you? You can you yeah. can wing it a little bit, or you can take a gel or two, and that'll get you through it. But mm. past a certain point, your body really starts to crave either savory or something that's going to sustain them, rather than like you say, the sugar hit. And yeah. and that's when the problems really happen for endurance athletes, Ironman, ultra runners, and whatever. Is that mm. so much of of a race is down to the nutrition, isn't it? And uh, yeah. Uh, in it you've got to get that you've got to get that nailed so i think what you're doing is great and um i, I just can't you know when you've had too many gels you just don't want to kind of see another gel or banana in your life do you exactly exactly that it's that variety as well you know you need to try and keep, uh, we'll talk about it later i guess on the you know marathon sable you know specific types of food you need on that if you're going to eat them i had all sorts of stuff that i carried around which i in the end i just threw away and a lot of people do they don't You've got to have this, the, the foods that your body's going to respond to and be able to eat. Just eating it is difficult. And that, it's really hard to describe. I don't think anyone can be. It, it, I don't, it's interesting that you think biologically, you wouldn't, you know, your body wouldn't do that because it's, it needs the calories, but it does. And you it find it very difficult to absorb, you know, to eat and, and chew and absorb this stuff. That's why, you know, I've decided to put things in a puree form. You can just squeeze down in a pouch because you want to, you know, you don't want to concerned with that sort of thing you just need to get the calories in but yeah it, it's it's a strange phenomenon and it's um yeah being needing the fuel but actually being nauseous or very find it very difficult to eat yeah so so, so with my sort of iron man races um on iron man you can pick up a, what they call a special needs bag so you can strategically place on the course some food yeah. you need so i'd always put in there savory food like um yeah. uh, boiled new potatoes and salt and things like that because up until that point all i'd had is sugar and that would yeah. maintain it but, but I, I changed something up for um to, to your point about you know really thinking and planning your strategy um for ironman florida last november mm. completely changed my nutrition plan and worked out what i needed in terms of grams of carbohydrate per kilogram of body weight over a duration yeah. And I'd never gone that kind of scientific in inverted commas yeah, before, yeah. but I, I had the best race ever. And not only did I get a personal best, but actually I didn't suffer from the demons that descend upon you in a race, you know, when yes, you, all you yeah, want to yeah. do is give up and everything else like this. And I was blown away with how my nutrition actually affects your mental ability with these kind of races. So I'd love to yeah, explore that point, with you man. and your thoughts around that. Cause I, I didn't realize how nutrition would have affected that side of me before. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. It is. I mean, I, I'm not. Um, it can get very scientific, and I, I'm probably a bit. I don't know about you. I, 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 um, I think you're probably a bit more thorough in your approach to racing than I am, Pete. <laughs> but I, I'm very much a sort of go how my body feels and um, and sort of you know sort of eat what I can. I don't. I try. I plan a bit out, but I don't. I don't go into too much of the science behind it. But I think. Um, yeah absolute benefits from that and that's how the you know the top athletes are performing aren't they by making sure they've got exactly the right uh you know mix of fats carbs and, and protein and stuff for the for their events um i think yeah for for me it's very much about you you know you've got to you've just got to keep the you know every hour every 45 minutes you've got to keep the energy going in if you don't do that you're gonna bonk you're gonna hit the wall or whatever you know at some stage and i i I'm guilty of it on a number of races and that's we'll talk about probably the bit about the podcast because that's what this is about isn't it it's about yeah. you get to you get to those points and that's the the sort of giving up stage and then it's you know how do you turn it around but if you're fueling right through the race 
like you say, you, you shouldn't, if it's going well, you shouldn't be hitting those lows and, and having to deal with them psychologically. You know, that, that's, the, that's the challenge, isn't it? But yeah, I've, I've done it probably in just about every race. And, and some of the day, again, so many things I'd like to talk about, but um, it's very, you know, to me, it's like the life. If, if you run, I think Ironman the same, when you're out for that length of time, if you're running over 100 miles, pretty much guaranteed there's going to be a low point or a couple at least yeah. and um and it and it's how you deal with those that, that's key and i think for me yeah sometimes it's through injury not so much kick because i don't need much kick failing but in triathlon it would be you know you might have a puncture or you might have kick that fails yeah to deal with it um for me it's very much about yeah your low points if you can't eat properly you have stomach problems it's that sort of stuff in you know so you might have niggly injuries or you know, slight discomfort or something that you have to deal with blisters things like that um so yeah it's how it's how you deal with those moments and i think yeah if you can if you can keep the fuel coming in that's one less thing to worry about isn't it <laughs> well it's it's one variable which if you've got that nail then like you say there, there'll be other moments in a race which we'll explore in a second that that will pop up i'm just reminded though we took we'll, we'll kind of move away from nutrition in a second but if we think back, <laughs> if we think back to the commando course that we did back in sort of 93 which was what was it eight weeks long or so down at Royal Marines Training Center Limpston um yeah I I remember just going on the kind of yomps and everything just with a Mars bar and and a a water bottle you know and that was it and if you think to our 30 miler um we had a pasty stop didn't we at Hexworthy on on Dartmoor and that was it we had water Mars bars and pasties I mean we think back now I think oh my god you know it's (laughs) Yeah, they emphasise, isn't it? Make sure you eat all of the pasty, sir. You know, all that sort of stuff, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, it's good. So let's, let's, let's talk about some of the events that you've done. You know, I so say very casually said over 100 miles or so. So what kind of got you into endurance racing? And then, you know, perhaps so those give yourself the chat moments, either in any of those races or any race in particular, Marathon to Sable or, or, or whatever. Yeah. What, what kind of got you to start running those kind of distances? Um, well, yeah, you, we, I've always, I've always, uh, phys, you know, doing fizz has always been a massive part of my life. As, yeah. as you, um, I guess looking back, you know, even on the things like the commando course, we were covering pretty long distances. That would be classed as a, as an ultra, you know, 30 miles and it was over a marathon, um, with weight. So, so I, I guess we've, we've, we've got a bit of a background in that, in the sense of pushing ourselves and in those long distance runs, um, in the army, I did a, I did a few things. Did I did a few courses um, training for that? I did a, quite a number of mountain marathons in Scotland uh, with a friend of mine, um, Nick Duncan. You know Nick, don't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we, we did. I'd probably did five or six mountain marathons. Um, and then when I left the army, um, 2010, moved to New Zealand. Uh, and I wanted to keep that going, so I think. I wanted the challenge there for me. I, I want the physical challenge. So I do, I enjoy the outdoors. I like surfing, I like skiing for fun, but I, I need that physical, you know, they don't, they don't push you quite as much physically and I, I need that in my life. So I was looking for how can I do that? So um, I, uh, I signed up for a race called the Spates. It was called, sponsored by Spates, which is ironically a brewery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, um, sponsored the race in New Zealand which is an iconic event it's been around I think in the 80s I think it started yeah 
coast to coast event, which is a, they call it multi-sport in New Zealand. It's a bit like triathlon, but the um, rather than swimming, they do kayaking, and uh, and most of it is off-road. So it'll be a it'll be an, an off-road run. It'll be a, a road or a mountain bike, um, and it'll be a kayak, either a river or a uh, lake or sea or something. So um, so yeah, I signed up for that. So it goes from the the, the west coast in on the south island of New Zealand over to Christchurch on the east coast. Uh, I can't remember the exact distance, about 270 k's, I think, and uh, involves a, a mountain run through Arthur's Pass, which is over the Southern Alps, uh, and a, a whitewater kayak and, and road biking. Uh, so I, I trained for that for about a year or so, did the event, um, and it was great. And I thought, you know, brilliant. And then afterwards, I've, I've done a few smaller multi-sport events out there. Um, but I needed, I didn't want to devote as much time to it because with, like, you know, with triathlon, with three disciplines, it's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. Commit. You know, you need to be doing at least six sessions a week. And um, so I thought, what am I okay at? What can I sort of do relatively well without having to put quite so much uh, time into it? Uh, trying to, you know, balance with family work and everything else. And I thought, well, I, I wasn't too bad at running around with packs on my back and uh, around mountainous terrain. So, uh, which led me to, and I, and I did pretty well on that coast to coast with, in terms of the mountain runs. So I thought, well, what could I do? I, uh, and I, I saw these, um, you know, ultra, ultra distances. So I'd already clocked in, you know, in the past, this uh, competition called the Marathon des Sables, which is, takes place in, in, uh, in Morocco. And uh, that was always on the bucket list. So I thought, right, I'm going to do that. I'd applied yeah. to it in New Zealand. Um, and we moved back to UK and I had applied in New Zealand to do it the year we got, the, the following year when we got back. So to, we came back to UK 2015 and um, I did the 2016 event. And, that, and at that point, around that sort of time, um, again, you just go down rabbit warrens, but um, around that sort of time, I'd read in quite a lot of books and um, I read a book called uh, by Chris uh, Gillibur. I don't know if you ever read anything by him, but he, no. he, wrote a book called happiness of pursuit um and it's about setting yourself this sort of challenge if you like so i set myself a 10-year challenge to to try and try and uh, run the the sort of 10 toughest foot races around that was in my own mind what i set myself and i've been trying to tick tick each one off each okay. year so that that's that's the sort of background to it um and the mds was the first one really and since then i've done a number of others but um I'm only sort of, a, you know, just on the beginning of the journey, really. So how many of those 10 have you ticked off then, Dave? Well, I've done, I've done, um, so the Marathon des Sables, I've done the Swiss Iron Trail, which is a 133-mile uh, run through the Alps, around Switzerland, obviously. Um, I've done Dragon's Back Race through Wales, which is a, starts in North Wales, ends up in the Black Mountains in the South Wales, which is wow. a 15K sort of stage race. Yeah. This year, I'm signed up for UTMB, Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. Um, people in the in, who do ultras will know it's one of the biggest races in Europe. Um, do you, you have to have qualified, done some qualifying. Yeah, and you need to, need a certain amount of points to to enter. Some yeah. of the, certainly for UTMB, and it's you know it's massively oversubscribed, just like MDS. Um, so, so yeah, so that's that's my goal. If it goes ahead this year, at the end of August. Um, I was going to say, I mean, the likelihood. I've, I've got Ironman Wales in September still. Still, all my Ironmans up until this point have been cancelled. I've still yeah. got doubts whether or not that will will go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah. With, with kind of lifting of of lockdown, it's still going to be a graduated one. So, I guess, are you thinking that's on teetering on the edge of? Well, interestingly, they put a survey out 
to uh, everyone about uh, two weeks ago. They need to make a decision on the 20th of May. And I, th I guess it depends on, I think people are concerned about what the race will look like, even if it does go ahead. And is, yeah. it, you know, is it going to be similar to what their expectations when they first signed up to it? You know, yeah. Are they going to cut it down? So I don't know. I think, I think probably the safe option is to postpone it. But if they think they can run it, um, if they think they can run it and it can reflect a you know, pretty similar experience, um, I don't, you know, you're not going to have the crowds and Chamonix and all that sort of stuff. So, no, but, no. but uh, they may be able to operate it. You know, I don't know. Well, let's let's hope so. But but yeah. even so, I mean, like, like you say, it's in the scheme of things, you know, it's yes. inconsequential with what's going on in the world. But exactly, yeah, yeah. it'd be it'd be great if it can come off. Um, you, you talked about, I mean, so some wonderful events. We'll go into the MDS a little bit more, perhaps. But you mentioned previously that, you know, I asked you why did you get into this things, and you said. You know, you always kind of need that challenge to push yourself further. What is it about these these sort of distances that you kind of hit your your best version of yourself, or or, or is so attractive for you? Yeah. Um, I think because yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Like you say, everyone's got different levels of fitness and, and experience, and I think because I've been doing you know runs running for so long now you know, thir over 30 years of, of sort of, you know, being doing events, for example, um, you progressively, put, if, you, if you're that sort of person, you'll progressively keep pushing your boundaries, won't you? So, you know, you worked up from stuff we did on the commando course where 30 miles seemed it was a very long way. Yeah. Marathon is a very long way for a lot of people. But once you've done a marathon, you know, 30 miles is not a big issue. 50 miles is not a really big issue. And so, because you as you get longer, I think, I think why I like the longer distances is because it is like a journey. It is a journey. It's over 24 hours often. And you're going to go, you often will run at night. There's a lot of challenge in that. It's, I like the outdoor side. I think I like being out and ex, you know, exploring the wilderness and getting out there yeah. in some, some remote places. But I think I like, I think the ultras appeal to me because of the challenge of, of the length of it and knowing that you, you can't really avoid the suffering bit and I know that sounds a bit sort of say the masochist type thing you know masochistic to sort of punish yourself but it, it you there's so much more fulfillment when you've done something tough at the end of it and, and that's to me you know I've grown as a you, you grow as a person because you you've gone through the experience and you know that you can pull it off and you know I've entered rate I think I did before I did a hundred mile or I think the next nearest distance I'd run at that point was about 50 miles yeah. And then I for the, I think the biggest the one was that Swiss Iron Trail, which was 133 miles with 11,000 meters ascent, and it so it was a huge challenge. There was, and there was a couple of times leading up to. It, I thought, am I bitten off more than I can chew here? <laughs> am I going to really fail on this one? And uh, but actually, you know, once you get into it, it's like anything else. You just got to keep going. You just you know you just got to keep pushing on. And and it was great at the end of it. You know, the euphoria of, of, of getting through it. Um, and doing reasonably well on it, I, mean, I was I was really pleased. Yeah. It, it's quite incredible, isn't it? How knowing beyond a certain distance, you, you know that you're going to have all these obstacles and challenges. Not just the obstacle and challenge of run, completing the distance, but yeah. you know the battle with self, the battle against. And it's and and it's interesting, isn't it? As you're talking, it's not about a race against somebody beating yourself. It it, it purely is a competition with self, and. Yeah almost like I look forward to seeing how I can handle whatever is coming up ahead of me, knowing 
that you're putting yourself deliberately in in that way um but also i think we have to remind ourselves and for those that are listening it, you know the, the fact that you're running hundreds of miles that that's your thing your somebody else's challenge could be the the local park yeah. run of 5k's it's just as valid there is this is what i like about the running community and that actually it's not about well i could i've run 20 times longer than you have it's we yeah. all have our destinations and obstacles and processes in, in in the way and it's the pitting of self against that which is the the true i guess beauty of of running yeah it is it's, it's absolutely that and, and also probably a little bit different for triathlon because you are sort of operating on your own but I well i don't know you but certainly on ultras you know you you do sort of run alongside people for certain amounts of time and you meet so many characters and that's part yeah. of the part of the great experience from it i mean that, that's what i really value on those events is the people you meet and um and you exchange you know stories with and stuff and you sort of suffer together for a while yeah uh, you know experience the highs and lows of the race i mean i, I, I sort of, the analogy for me is i i do think um you know endurance running is is a bit like life it's it, it's it's long enough to have highs and lows in it and it's and it's uh, it's like a condensed version of you know <laughs> of your sort of life experience in a way because you 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 know you're going to suffer you know it's going to be hard at times you know you're gonna to have to pick yourself back up you know you're gonna to have to push through times when you're, you're really suffering with pain or whatever it might be and um to get to the end and it's you know it's a bit like that and i, I quite you know sort of i take that with me you know the and the whole life experience i think it's it's a good it's a it's a good learning process about yourself for sure well it's there's so much i mean if i look behind me on my on my um uh, bookcase here i've got uh, a book called the uh, philosophy and running and i think to your point running and particularly running along distances or or any endurance event for there it is long enough like you say to be the the complete life experience in in a in a very sort of intense period of time i think you know you say, yes you're absolutely right a triathlon ironman is you know when you're swim you're not talking to anyone because you're you know yeah. that's not the case and on the bike you've got your 10 meter distance between cyclists so there's no chat there but when it comes to the run that's yeah, when yeah, you run alongside each other and you're helping each other and you're giving encouragement and the more i've raced i used to be very insular and very sort of focused on myself now when i race i find the process of helping others or even just the process of gratitude and thanking the marshals and everything else like that really helps me through and connect yeah. to the moment rather than you could spend all this time running and not even notice the beautiful countryside or not even notice the cheering crowds or whatever it might be yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and i think sometimes when you sort of open yourself up to it you have a better experience than again like life you know if you just kept yourself to yourself you know you could probably go yeah. you could probably go um fast alone but you go further together and there is something yeah for sure around that which actually is pretty deep stuff you know from a philosophical point of view yeah yeah it is it is and i think um again i'm not you know i'm not going for particularly good times or anything i go to i try and do hard events just to complete them you know and um so i don't mind um even slowing down a bit to like you said help someone through through an event or something so or just share the experience for a bit longer because that that's part of why i do it um, yeah why why sign up for some of these races so it's um yeah i i enjoy that and i, I pretty much will meet someone that i'll keep in touch with in just about every race i've done um you know because it because again you, you you're going through that 
it's, it's a very bonding experience when you go through things like that. Yeah. I think the, the, also the attraction for me is at a certain level, you can't just wing an Ironman. You can't just wing a hundred mile foot race. Whereas you could be down, down the pub with your mates and like, oh, let's enter a half marathon tomorrow. And it's not to denigrate those distances, but I think there is an element of you have to be prepared for these yeah. things. So MDS marathon to Sable is a great example of the preparation you have to, to go to give us a sense of, of one, what the event is. I know cause it's over several stages, isn't it? And you say it's yeah. in North Africa yeah. there, but yeah. the kind of prep that you have to, to go through for something like that, Dave, that must've taught you a little bit that you carry forward in, in, in the rest of your races. Maybe? Yeah. So the background to the race, I think it started in, in the eighties uh, by uh, this guy, Patrick Bauer is a French guy went out for a walk for a couple hundred miles in the desert and thought it was a brilliant experience and he'll turn it into an event. <laughs> so then it's just grown and grown in popularity. So I think when I did it in, um, what was it 2016, I think it was about 1200 competitors and it's probably similar. It might've grown slightly more. Yeah. Um, so it's a, yeah, it's a six day stage race, uh, it covers about 250 kilometers over the Sahara desert and the temperatures get up to, so it's run about, about April, I think is the time they do it. And, um, yeah, temperatures when I was at about 42 degrees, sort of at the peak, you know, mid, mid forties, low to mid forties. Um, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, and, and the terrain is varied. It can be dunes, it can be hard trail, it can be rocky, um, you know, jebels and stuff. So it's a real, it's a real mix of terrain, a lot of sand, obviously. Um, and so you need certain kits. So I think, yeah, the elements, you need the robustness, you need the robustness to be able to travel over that type of terrain. So you need mm. to travel on similar sort of terrain. If you're going to, you know, it's, it's not just about endurance it's about strengthening your body and your ligaments and your joints and everything else to be Gosh, honest yeah with that i think the kit is quite a big part of it because you carry all your equipment um so certainly your food and all the emergency kit that you might need you have to carry with you over those six days you don't carry a, a tent or anything all that all the um sort of accommodation side of it's all is done for you but you do carry a food you carry a water um, there are stage, uh, there are stations for your water, obviously, because you can't carry enough that you'd uh, yeah. go for six days, but you, uh, so you, they, they keep you replaying with that, but you do carry all your food and that's the majority of your weight and you carry a sleeping bag and, and, your, and uh, your emergency kit. So, yeah, and thankfully your pack gets lighter through the week as you eat all your food. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for the terrain, challenge for the temperature, um, challenge for the, I think the bit, I think what people find the most difficult is um, if you're not used to living in quite austere environments, we're quite privileged being ex-military that we've gone through some pretty, lived in some pretty horrible places and yeah. slept in puddles and all this sort of stuff. But if, you, if you're not used to that, it's not just a race. It's not just a running race. It's, it grinds you down through the week. Yeah. And it can be a pretty miserable, <laughs> be a miserable place. Um, when you're, and you will suffer from blisters and stuff like that because you can't really avoid that, to be honest, in some of the... So I think you see people, I mean, by the end of the week, they're sort of like people are sort of shuffling around like the walking dead. <laughs> must be like retreat from Moscow or something. Yeah, yeah, sort of grind you down. But, but actually, you know, I find the desert quite... quite you can, for administrative-wise, you know, like drying kit and all that sort of stuff and washing and things, it's a very easy environment. But there's a lot of wind, there's a lot of sandstorms come through, there's a lot of... Um, 
you know, it, it, it's pretty uh, hot. There's lots of spiky things that want to stick in your feet. Yeah, it's, it's quite, it can be quite a tough environment. I think that's what people suffer from, easy to get infections and things. So it's, um, if you look at it, it's it's, you, you have to have your own administration, as we used to call it in the field, field yeah. administration, if you like. In yeah, all, yeah. You have to have the right kit. You have to be able to administer your feet well, although they have got a lot of um, medical teams that help you with that. Uh, and if you can do that and keep your body going and deal with the heat, um, then you will, uh, you, you're likely to be successful because the cutoff times aren't too bad, actually. You, know, you don't have to be a racing snake to finish it. But it's so, it's so much more than just being able to run. It's being yeah. able to look after the, the, the machine that is going to get you from, from A to B, isn't it? And um, Totally, yeah. It's, it's and, keeping the fluids in, keeping the food in, administering your feet well, looking after yourself well. Yeah, that, that's... that's I mean, and this is where I, w with my Ironman racing, I don't really... I mean, I can get away with more because I know that after my sort of 10 to 12 hours, whatever it's going to be, that's yeah. it you know it, it's tea and medals and a hot bath whereas if you've got yeah. to sustain it over days then that's a whole nother challenge yeah. it's it's far more yeah. physical and emotional and mental challenge so let's um let's let's kind of as we kind of draw to the end there dave and, and you and i can chat forever around this let's let's explore because yeah, exactly. this whole premise of give yourself the chat it's not you know how do you kind of beat yourself up and whatever it's just really how how do individuals manage that internal game when all they want to do is take the easy option all they want to do is give up or put off or whatever it might be and it doesn't have to be endurance sports it's it's in all areas of life but in order to to reach the levels that we want we have to kind of give ourselves that chat how, do, how what does that mean for you how does that kind of manifest any of the examples of what or what give yourself the chat is for dave um what does it mean i i think for me it's it's about you know i, I tend to go a bit deep sometimes because that's what the way <laughs> You know, for me, it's about your sort of purpose. What what are you trying to do? What are your goals in life? And what 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 sort of things do you want to look back on towards the end of your days and say, yeah, I did that. And I and I want to probably like yourself. I want a full life. I want to look and say, yeah, I ticked off these and I did this stuff and I challenged myself. And um, so I think I think partly it's about being driven enough to want to uh, put yourself out there and put and, and and get out of your comfort zone. You know, and and go go and sort of push yourself because it's very easy to sit in that comfort. It's very, very easy. And it's sort of human nature sometimes I think to just, to just sit in your comfort zone and a yeah. lot of people do. And so you, you've got to have a purpose, I think, to want to get out of your comfort zone. And fortunately for me, because I enjoy it, I, I've had that. Um, and I think once you've got that sort of understanding that you, you're trying to achieve something, um, I think it's understanding that, um, it is a journey and, it, and it, uh, I talked about it earlier, you're going to have highs and lows and you have to accept that it's not all going to go smoothly. You're going to get setbacks, whatever. And yeah. it, how you deal with those setbacks, that's key. It's, um, you have to accept that. And it, uh, and it, uh, you know, I think that it comes with maturity and experience that you reflect on some of these things slightly differently than when you were younger. I think I'm far more in tune with this. Uh, I'm still sort of learning and trying to understand uh, how I manage that, how I manage the frustrations about things not happening quickly enough that I want them to and, and yeah. other impacts on the, you know, how they affect your life and getting frustrated about stuff like that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort of chill out a bit in those areas, but I'm um, you know, digressing. So coming back to the, coming back to the, um, the challenge of it. Yeah. And how you, I think when you're at, you know, when you're at the low points and when you, 
I think accepting that you you have to there are no shortcuts if you like it's very much a, 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 a everyone's focused on speed and how you get life hacks and how you get around yeah. all these things. I, don't, I don't think for the type of events that we do you know you have to put the hours in you have to prepare well um, there are no there are no shortcuts for it if, if you don't put the preparation in for a race like that then you're likely you're going to fail you know you'll be one of that if you're doing a tough event like some of the mountain runners do you know 60 60 percent sort of pass rate you know 40 percent or whatever don't finish so the people who haven't prepared well often are seen off very very early you know they'll they'll end up having to drop out because they just haven't put the preparation in and so there are there are no shortcuts you have to prepare um that's part of the journey you have to do the get the equipment right um and you have to be prepared to be able to dig deep and you and you have to do you have to do different stuff if you want to achieve sort of greater challenges you have to understand that that comes with a cost and it comes with you know it comes with some sort of sacrifice if you like something's gonna have to give you can't have it all you can't have the you can't have all the the plush sort of living and and, uh and everything's hunky-dory nine to five and still expect to do stuff that's outside the box you have to you have to push yourself to do that and i think I think that for me is what it's about. So for me to fit my training in, you know, I have to get up at 5 a.m. It'd be nice to get an extra couple of hours sleep, but I have to get up at 5 a.m. to put the hours into do my work that I need to do to, to fund my lifestyle and my family yeah. and get the training in and work on the business. You know, there's no, there's only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. so, so prepare yourself that if you want to do things that are slightly out of the ordinary, you have to act like that and you have to do stuff out of the ordinary in terms of the preparation that goes into it. So I think, I think that for me is a bit, I'm, I'm probably waffling a bit, but, um, well, no, I think that thing, if you want an extraordinary life or you want an yeah. extraordinary business, whatever you have to do extraordinary things. And these aren't superhuman things. I mean, I've yeah. noted down here, you know, there's no hack. You've got to put the, the work in, you know, there's no sort of shortcuts. And I think, Everyone knows that. I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. not news to anyone. It's, yeah. it's knowing it and then applying it and doing it. And, and there's a theme throughout all these podcast episodes is that actually you've got to take it from the conceptual and intellectual and just actually start putting it into action. Um, yeah. and, and I think everything that you've talked about there is just as applicable to ultra endurance running as it is to starting a business and you know you're experiencing that as well but or just being a better team player manager leader universal law here i think it's yeah. just in endurance running there's you see the lesson in stark contrast if you hadn't prepared you ain't going to make it if you haven't prepared your kit you're going to suffer with blisters and all those other things yeah i think perhaps in 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 life in general we we don't see perhaps some of the um the fallout of not being prepared as starkly. So it's not just endurance running, isn't it really? I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I mean, it's great. We're, we're coming to the end now, Dave, but um, in terms of, let's just go back to um, uh, the product and, and the nutritional product you're putting out there. It, 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 do you want to share how people can find out about it or the name, or is it not at that stage yet? Um, yeah, so I'm happy to, I, I, I do have a little Instagram account that I've been experimenting with. What, so the, the product is Supernatural Fuel um it's i've got a website built but I, until i've confirmed um exact ingredients in terms of proportions which i could put on the packaging i don't want to put it out there yet so the, so the website's not live 
um, but it will be in the next couple of months. And but Supernatural uh, Fuel, and you've got an Instagram account where people can follow you? Yeah, that's right. So, um, yep, yeah, it's, it's under that. It's under Supernatural Fuel. And, um, yeah, and I, and I expect, my, my target is to, is to get, start selling it probably around August. If, it, if we don't get any, any other setbacks, and I can uh, push through. That's the sort of time frame that I'm working through the next few months. Wow. So that, over that period, I'll, I'll get the website live. You'll be able to buy it online. I look, Dave, I look forward to it. You'll have one more follow on Instagram yeah. today. I'll go, I'll go and find you and, and, and follow you. But, mate, it's been awesome to, to catch up with you as ever. And I know we've not having our kind of usual um, sort of quarterly curry together. So this is our virtual oh, yeah. curry kind of chat. But yeah. we, we can go into so much more. And perhaps we will at a, at a future episode. But for the time being, yeah. Dave, thanks so much for your time, mate. Thanks for having me on, I love having dear friends on this Give Yourself the Chat podcast. It gives me an opportunity to explore, in perhaps a more formal sense, some of the things that we often take for granted in our friendships and uh, what's drawn us together and the, the things that we've gone through over what was 30 years of, of Sandhurst all arms commando course and then a, a passion for long distance running and uh, quite frankly hurting ourselves in the name of sport uh, but a, a fascinating guest there in dave and i really do wish dave the, the best of luck with his venture into the world of sports nutrition and his goals for ultra endurance running if you'd like to join the conversation then it's happening right now over on linkedin uh, and also on my youtube channel uh, peter lewis coaching feel free to um, drop a line uh, say hello, uh, suggest who I should have on as guests and also some topics that you'd like me to explore. But in the meantime, look after yourself and we'll see you on the next one.